Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Masters Week, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers with you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. It feels like the Masters just happened, and I guess it kind of did way back in November. This is a little weird in terms of timing, but we are here for it. It's going to be a classic, hard, firm crusty Augusta National. It won't be the soft and receptive version that we saw in November. So get ready. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. And of course, you can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. Today, full Masters breakdown. Bridget and I will reveal our predictions, and I fully endorse hers. I obviously fully endorse mine. So for you betters out there, keep in mind our outright picks. And speaking of betting, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Of course, the Masters this week, you can have some fun with top 10 finishes and outright bets and matchups and top nationalities. It's all for you. On Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So be sure to get it done. BetOnline.ag for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to put your bets down, and it's free to sign up. Bet Online is your online sports book expert. All right. So happy Masters Week, first of all, Bridget. It is one of the great weeks on the sporting calendar. It almost felt like it was a half-assed Masters back in November because you had football season and there wasn't so much discussion about the Masters. Unfortunately, it was a different golf course. We had a record in terms of scoring with Dustin Johnson going 20 under par. We're back to April. It should be fun. Yeah, you're definitely not going to see 20 under par. No. Um, That, I can assure you, did you just swear on the pod, Cam? Yeah, I feel kind of dirty, honestly. First, the PGA Tour flags me down for my tweet, and now I'm dropping cuss words. It is a podcast, after all, though. (laughs) It's a new leap for you there. I know. Um, I am so happy that the Masters is back, and it's back in April. I mean, it was fine in November. It's just different. The foliage was different. Obviously, the course played drastically different, um, much softer back then. Now it's going to be back to its old self. I love seeing the azaleas, the colors, the time of year. This just feels right. And this is sort of like where its place is on the calendar for a reason. It just fits really well for the Augusta backdrop. I know you're not a March Madness fan, but it almost springs up on you because you're headfirst in like bracket research and you're tracking your bracket and the games and then the national championship game happens, which was last night and boom, it's Masters week. It's kind of funny how the calendar just quickly switches there and we have to, you know, pivot real quick for people who are general sports fans to get ready for this week. 
Yeah, I, I'm actually the Masters might not even be my favorite tournament. I think we've talked about this before. I'm such a British Open girl, which is bizarre because I now work pretty much for the US Open. Um, but the Masters is sort of like in the sense on the calendar where now I know that like the golf season is starting and I know that we have the wraparound season in the sport, but <clears throat> this is sort of like where everything begins. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm, I'm ready to sort of like kick off a normal golf season last year just was horrible. Um, and this just everything you, you do take things for granted a little bit. And this year just, it feels so nice and special. And even though Masters Monday, like is already come and gone, I was like, Oh, I just want to hold on to Masters Monday a little longer. I don't want it to be Masters Tuesday yet. Right, exactly. You almost want a full-on week of buildup. You don't want yes. competition quite yet on Thursday, but of course, that's what we are dealt with every year with the Masters and really every PGA Tour event. Before we get there, though, obviously there is a lot of buzz about this man, Jordan Spieth, after breaking through at the Valero Texas Open last week. You have to wonder, did he peak too, too early, Bridget? Does that mean he's probably not going to win this week? I'm not, you know, a statistics major or anything like that, but he's going to have to fight a little bit of history to win the week before the Masters and the Masters. Bill Nicholson did it, I believe, most recently at the Shell Houston Open when it was there and, of course, the Masters. So it happened. And we were seeing signs of it, Bridget. I mean, let's be real. T4 at Waste Management back in February, everybody was like, okay, is this the start of something special? And yes, it was. T3, T15, T4, T48 at the players, T9 at the match play, boom, wins at Valero. Yeah, peak too early, no, because I, I don't even think he really peaked at Valero. He's still think, rolling, okay. Yeah, I think so. I think he is still figuring it all out. I think he's been very honest in the sense of when he first got out here, he just really, like, caught fire. He was young. He he was the golden – I mean, he still is, but he was the golden child. Everything came easy to Jordan, and Jordan has been very honest with saying he wasn't exactly sure what he was doing. He just was doing it well, which basically means, like, he's kind of hanging on by a thread of his success. So he was winning majors, winning tournaments, maybe not knowing exactly what formula was the sort of ticket to success for him. That's kind of crazy if you think about it, because then how do you replicate that once it goes sort of off track, which is exactly what happened to Jordan for the past three and a half years or almost four years. He sort of couldn't really figure out what he had done that got him to that winner circle or that place of success, because when he was there, he didn't really know. So I think what Jordan's doing right now with his game basically figuring out what it is that puts him in a position to get into contention or to win as he did on Sunday. He's figuring that out now and he's going to have like this proven equation not to get all Bryson on you, but he's going to have an equation for success for himself, which maybe he never has had in his career. So I think that getting that win at Valero where maybe the field wasn't as stacked as it was at some of the other tournaments that he sort of made a run in and then kind of didn't get the job done on Sunday. I think that that might've just been like a, 
a sort of a step in this like giant ladder that he's kind of climbing right now. So I don't see him winning this week, but I do see him definitely being in the mix, being in contention, playing very well. As you and I have talked a ton about Augusta, it's the people who have the feels for this place and the people who know this place well, meaning that they've been here time and time again over the years and and he's won here and clearly he has done very well here. He almost won back-to-back titles. I I know that that was a, a very disheartening uh, year when Danny Willett won because what happened to Jordan was just awful, but he, he did play really well up until he didn't. Um, so this course for me, which is why I think November kind of threw a wrench in everyone's uh, kind of like plan when they come to Augusta was because not a lot of players knew what to expect at, at that different time of year. The thing about now is the masters is always held in April. People who have been to the masters time and time again, know exactly how the course is going to play, know exactly what to expect. This is sort of the leverage that you have. If you are a player who gets to Augusta year after year after year, it sort of bodes well for your confidence and it, it, definitely bodes well for the idea that you might eventually win here. Um, and I think that Jordan is, is sort of never out of the realm of possibility at Augusta, just from his, his track record and his prior history at this course. So I do not see him getting it done. I do very much see him providing a lot of excitement um, come like maybe Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I'm with you. Typically, I'm off somebody the next week after they win a PGA Tour event, but the Masters has some of the stickiest course history out there. And what that means essentially is that if you play well for a string of, say, two to three to four years, you're probably going to continue to play well. It sticks. It's not like the Players' Championship, Bridget, when you have more volatility, right? Miscuts and wins and T48s in your resume at that event. Jordan Spieth at number three, by the way, in my power rankings for the Masters. One and two, Bridget, funny enough, my pick and your pick to win. We'll talk about that later. But in terms of just my capsule for Spieth this week, he has a combination of elite course history and elite recent form. Happening at the right time, of course, Valero, but he's posted six top 15 finishes in his past seven starts. The iron game is red hot in his first five trips to the Masters. His worst finish was a T11. His 2.9 career strokes gained per round at Augusta are the most of anyone with a minimum of five rounds played. You want to talk about a course history buff it's Jordan Spieth at Augusta National. And so everything's coming together, but this isn't the Valero Texas Opens field, right? So he has to deal with a lot more talent this week. It's going to be a lot harder for him to slip on yet another green jacket as compared to the old boots from last Sunday at the Valero Texas Open. I like him a lot this week, and I think he certainly will be a factor. I think the firm and fast conditions will favor him. Because if that happens, A, you're going to get a lot of roll with your drives. We know Jordan is not very long off the tee, so that's good extra distance. And then also, 
you're not going to have as many greens hit because balls are just going to roll off these undulating greens. This won't be like November where things just stick, right? So you're going to need your short game. And Jordan Spieth can do that. He's the field guy, right, Bridget? He's the magician with the wedge. So I think that'll suit him well. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a course that really just fits Jordan's sort of tactic to golf. It also fits Tiger's tactic to golf. Like, like you said, they're more, um, or Jordan just happens to be more artistic than Dustin who won here in November. So again, like it's hard to say this, but Augusta typically isn't all about like fairways, greens, putt. Like you have to open your mind a little and have that creative mind in the sense of how to play at Augusta. And I think Tiger has spoken to that very well in the sense that it's a course where he sees and he visualizes shots more so than like planning out what he's going to do. And and that's why Tiger and Spieth, and I hate comparing players to Tiger, but Tiger and Speed, they have that like quintessential magic because they pull off just like crazy shots. And it's it's not just like holding out from bunkers. Jordan hit a wedge at Valero, a wedge shot that like literally only Jordan could hit. Like it, it, it he hits the shots that are just not possible. And Tiger did the same. And I think that Augusta is that course that if you could hit those impossible shots that other players may not have in the bag, I mean, you're just, you're really going to bypass everybody. You're going to lap people in the field at this course. Setting up well for the Masters this week is Jordan Spieth. More of the Tiger Woods podcast, but a shout out to our friends at Sunday Scaries. Guys, here's the deal. It's getting hotter outside and typically I don't sleep as well. I have to crank up the AC I'm really good at staying awake, staring at my ceiling for the most part. So I'm always looking for new ways to get my shit together. And yes, the script says to cuss, so I will. My head hits the pillow and bam, my mind races to what I didn't do, what I need to do. Is that relatable? Of course it is. And that thing sucks. Fortunately, I found Sunday Scaries and realized they make products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like me. Sunday Scary CBD gummies help me decompress, clear my head, and fall asleep so I can actually wake up fully functioning the next day. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries, of course, is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. 25% off just to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use our promo code TIGER with a capital T for your discount. That's promo code TIGER for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. Putting a bow on last week, Bridget, of course, we had the ANA Inspirations as well as the Drive Chip and Pot and the Women's Am at Augusta National. I think the unique thing about the last two events that I listed off, you can see Augusta before the Masters, how it's playing. Is it hard and fast? Is it receptive? Of course, it'll change, but it's still good to do your homework a little bit. And then, of course, Bridget, you're very well in tune with the women's side of things, so feel free to weigh in on what went down last week as well. 
Yeah, I had the best time watching the Anwa. Um, there's only been one before, and it was an excellent showing of amateur golf when Jennifer Cupcho and Maria Fossey. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I still remember that Saturday of them two, like, coming down, like, at Augusta, like seeing these girls just hit these powerful shots. It's it's such an awesome event. I wish that somehow Augusta, Augusta excuse me. <laughs> wow, that was that sacrilegious. <laughs> How um, dare you? Yeah, woo, I mispronounced Augusta. Um, I do hope like desperately that one day we could see the LPGA players mm. uh, play at Augusta for an event. And I, I do hope that it is grandiose and big like the Masters. Um, that is my dream. I think that they uh they deserve it so i'm just gonna put that out into the ether i feel like the more times i say that the more like maybe i'll will it into reality um but the anwa was just as great this year the second um second playing of the anwa it came down to a playoff which like Rose Zhang, who is the number one amateur in the um, in the world right now, she is the reigning uh, U.S. women's amateur champion. So she was the favorite, and she pretty much like held the lead all throughout until uh, it, it got to the nitty gritty. And she had the opportunity to get into the playoff. It would have been a three person playoff on um, on Saturday. She had to make birdie on the final hole, and she didn't, unfortunately. But um, it, it just, it honestly, it was a great, it was an awesome event. And, and those girls, like that's a memory for a lifetime. And I'm kind of jealous, like, you know, and you and I, you know, I don't play golf. Um, and I obviously wouldn't have been able to play in the Anwag because it wasn't around when I uh, would have been their age, but it's just like such an opportunity that these girls get to have that it like makes you emotional for them in the sense that, you know, like the enormity of it. So it's just, it, it honestly is one of like my favorite events on the calendar. Now there's only been two, but um, as you said, it's nice to get a glimpse of Augusta just like the drive chip putt, that event is mm -hmm. awesome. I I honestly watch it with tears in my eyes because those kids, like imagine getting to play at Augusta when you're seven, eight or nine, like that's just insane. The opportunities that kids have now in the game of golf is just, it. it's remarkable. It, it honestly is remarkable what the PGA, the USGA and Augusta, the masters are doing um, for, for the game of golf and for growing the game. It's such a cool thing to watch, especially like on a lazy Sunday morning, the Sunday before master's week, you want to see Augusta. The course looked impeccable. You have to think like, well, we're grounds crew working all through the night to recover from Anwa, get it ready for drive chip putt in the morning. Like it's just, it's honestly, it, it's unlike any other. The fact that they're putting on now these two events prior to master's week is just, it's so beyond like the visual is just, it, it honestly is beyond. And then I'll just wrap up ANA. I feel like I'm just going to give you the lowdown on all the golf that happened. Um, shout give me out the live report. You're like my uh, sideline <laughs> reporter right now. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Lydia Ko, who I freaking love. She made a run on Sunday. I mean, it was Cam, it was a 59 watch on mm. Sunday of a major championship. She wound up shooting 62. She didn't get there. Um, Patty Tavitanikit 
the rookie, she um she got the job done and she won the ANA inspiration. Her first win, a major win. Like how remarkable is that? Uh, but Lydia Ko, just like freaking Lydia Ko. I've loved this girl for so long now. And she's, I think she's only 23 years old, which she is, is. I'm looking her up right remarkable. now. Remarkable. Like she's been in my life. I can't even remember a time in my life where I didn't know about Lydia Ko. I just love her to death. The golf she played on Sunday was bar none. Sunday of a major, like just gosh, darn remarkable. She looks great. Like she looks so fit. I just love everything about her. It was so fun to watch. Like I was pulling for Patty all week because it's just an awesome story. Like rookie get your first one's a major win. Like that's just freaking awesome. And her name is fun to say Patty Tavitanikit. So I kind of was pulling for all week until Lydia Ko just sort of shocked the world and like shot a 62 in a major on a Sunday. Shout out to uh, Johnny Miller. <laughs> Lots yeah, of shout outs. <laughs> literally Lots of uh, sixth here. place last year at the ANA and obviously won it in 2016. She won yep. a major, the Evian in 2015 at the age of what, 17? Crazy. So, unbelievable. Low am at the Evian in 2013, finishing second. I mean, it really is unbelievable. The talent pool out there among the women in golf. So good stuff there. And that's Bridget Whalen with your sideline report for everything going on in golf, folks. <laughs> I do, all I do is watch golf. Children, oh, women, old men, seniors, senior women. It's just, you know, I, Europeans. I got it all covered. There you go. Perfect. That's why we have you here on the show. It's a good thing. Hey, I uh, want to just transition now into general master storylines. And I think there are a few obvious ones we can touch upon here. We talked a lot about Jordan Spieth, so I think we can kind of go in a different direction. What do we do with Rory McIlroy, Bridget? It has been such a curious past year. And for the most part, when we're talking about Rory, at least in terms of betting and fantasy, it ain't good. And I feel like that's a good thing for him because we're not talking about the Grand Slam or anything like that. And now he can kind of fly under the radar here and maybe get it done. But I'm still trying to diagnose what's going on with him. I know he's trying to chase Bryson and what have you, but it's really just a curious case, if you will. The curious case of Roy McElroy. Somebody write a book on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he is in um, a frame of mind not to win. And and this is like, and this would be an enormous win for him. Like this, this is going to do it. This is the grand slam win for him. The only one he doesn't have. So I just don't see him being in that frame of, of mind to get it done. Um, but then again, it's like, no, he, this like, isn't his place that he does well, but he has played here time and time again. And like, I, I say that that is an advantage. And I feel like this is the one course that players could come into sort of like, not out of form, but maybe not in like peak form, but their familiarity and their feel and, and the, um, the just sort of like vibe and sense of calmness that Augusta provides. If you're used to that, especially like there's going to be fans there. So it's going to have that mm -hmm. almost that same vibe. Like I'm not so worried about Rory anymore coming from that. Like he has trouble with the silence without fans. He's having um, sort of issues like without all the energy that sort of gave him energy. 
I don't know. I think the small amount of fans that are, or sorry, patrons. Wow. I'm just all over the board, sacrilegious to Augusta today. Um, the amount of patrons that are going to be on course, I think that that probably is going to do bode well nicely for Rory. That's going to play in his favor. I just, uh, he seems a little lost. Um, he's a new dad. Like, I, I don't know what's going on there. You know, there's a lot of people don't know often acknowledge the life part of um, a professional athlete. Like, like they're just a, they're a normal human too. You know, like they have life stuff going on. I just think that Rory is kind of like at the, the start of his, I want to say journey to getting back to like where he was winning major championship golf because it's been a while. Um, And I just don't see him. I don't see him getting like a, a, a massive win, like the masters, like complete the grand slam right now. I actually do see him getting a win though soon. And I think that's because Rory to me is a type of guy that when he's struggling, he is going to figure it out. And even if he doesn't figure it out, and this is why I think Rory is one of the best players in the world, he's going to tell himself that he figured it out. I think that he's really good at like that, that self-confidence. That's like something Rory definitely has. And, and that's definitely done well for him in the past where Dustin has it a little bit too. Like, even if their game is off, they don't like fully acknowledge that it's off. And that's kind of like the opposite of Jordan. We're like, we literally hear everything that's going on in Jordan's right. mental headspace. And that I think does well for Jordan. So like, I almost put Rory and Dustin in a similar sort of like bin. And, and I would say that um, that's kind of like how they operate. And, and the things that I've heard Rory say, I'm not like too concerned, um, about him. So I do see him getting a win. I don't, I don't think he's going to go like years and years without, without getting a win, but getting a win at the masters, uh, when he, he needs to, you know, it, and I know that he finished T5 in November. Again, I'm just going to say the course played a little different. Um, and he was, sort of playing amazing pre-pandemic. So like, this is just wild to me. The flip-flop, like if you were to say, just go from last April, Jordan and Rory, and then now flash forward to this April, like, come on, the, yeah. how drastic of a change. They totally flip-flopped on each other. And that's kind of like the volatility of golf. What do you say all the time? It's it, What kind of game is it? You say it's like a... It's volatile, and I forget the other word. It's no. too bad. I can't remember. You always say it, too. You're uh, like, well, we'll it's think not it. unpredictable, right? It's no. not that word. No, it's like dramatic. It's like a cam word. It's a buzzword, a classic Cam Rogers buzzword. Yeah, yeah. A classic Cam Rogers word. <laughs> but, you know, slipped from number four in the world to now number 12. Yep. And, yeah, inside the top five at the Masters back in November. Look, it wasn't a bad 2020 campaign by any means, but you're right before the shutdown, he was lights out as was Sun J M. Yep. And so we'll see what happens this week. Not a lot of chatter. I will say he DJ and Cam Smith are the only players in the field to have multiple top five finishes at Augusta in the past three years. How about that for some company Cam Smith, the Australian. We'll see what he can do this week. I want to talk about Mr. Content. Bryson DeChambeau, who has yeah. yet to tame Augusta National. Some news came out recently 
that he was feeling ill, was doing some breathing exercises during the November Masters. You have to wonder if that had to do with his poor performance for his standards. It's a new course now. He's riding serious momentum, one of the elite T2 green golfers since the beginning of the year. Could this be Bryson's time, Bridget? Is he going to tame the beast? Oh, man, this is so hard for me. I like it. Like, I like it a lot. I I like the idea of him winning a Masters in this state, and I don't know what that says about me. Um, but I was watching him on the range last night, just sort of like literally go full out world long drive. And Vijay Singh was watching on kind of like comically, like, like Vijay Singh looked like a caricature watching Bryson. And I'm just so, I am still just so like in that nervous energy state where I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is going to hurt himself. Something's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. And I just feel like I am edging closer and closer to that with every passing day. So that's honestly top of mind. Top of mind is like, I hope he doesn't pull something at Augusta this week. Um, And I know what he was doing on the range is kind of just like one of his exercises and he's not going to bring that out onto the course, but he was doing it you know, Monday before the masters. And it's like, buddy, like, what are you doing? Like, you're, are you, you're going to be tired tomorrow or, and I, I honestly am going to say that that I think detracts from me wanting to pick him to win. I, I think that he is just like, maybe still in this sort of sector of whatever he's doing, whatever he's building towards. And the sector that he's in is he's still kind of like that freak show. Like he, he's like the, um, He's basically like the circus freak and that he, he likes to put on the show and he sure as heck did last night. He enjoyed VJ watching him. I mean, like multiple major champion, like VJ sings watching you like that's, that's awesome. So I don't think that he's like, I don't think he's there yet, um, which is bizarre because he won at winged foot. So like, honestly, like maybe what am I saying? I just think Augusta is so different comparatively. So I really like the idea of him taming the beast or whatever you want to say. I like the idea of um, possibly thinking that Augusta is going to Bryson proof something, which I don't think they will, but I just like throwing that out there. Uh, He's just not really at top of mind for um, contention this week. Okay. Still looking for his first top 20 at Augusta. You would think it is coming sooner rather than later. Uh, He won at API, finished third at the Players' Championship, and he's first in terms of tee to green within the last 24 rounds here in this field this week. Any other big storylines that are sticking out to you? Of course, we can touch upon Brooks, but honestly, I'm not expecting much from him coming off the surgery. You have to wonder, speaking of shows, he's trying to put on a show this week as well, just showing up. Yeah, it's weird. I haven't seen Matthew Wolf like a lot lately. Um, yeah. He just hasn't like really been anywhere. So I don't know. He's healthy. He's ready to compete. He's kind of intriguing to me. Um, I still think that like going to places like Augusta where the fanfare isn't full capacity, it really does um, bode well for, for younger tour players who, 
who may not have the followings that veterans do and who may not get like the same fanfare basically as um, players who have been on tour for a long time. So I know that's like a super long shot, but he's just, he really hasn't been like anywhere. Like I I don't even remember the last time I heard his name. So he's kind of like up there. And then the other thing who I always look out for here, um, two players actually, Bubba Watson and Sergio Garcia. I just, I think, and obviously both masters champions. I just think those two players for me, and of course, Charlie Hoffman on Thursday, the Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. But like death taxes and, and betting on Bubba at Augusta that, that honestly, that's, that is the truth. Um, and then I just think Sergio's in a really good and I'm going back to it. Players, their you know, their life off the course. I think Sergio is in a really good place off the course right now his wife Angela um his his two young kids like everything is so nice and perfect and like special and I just think that he's a type of player that plays well when his life is in order clearly he got his first major win after he got married so like there's some you know there's some data behind this um that maybe he wasn't settled so much off the course and then that reflected to him being unsettled on the course so those are just players that I kind of always look out for. And then I'm just going to throw in one more because gosh, darn it. If he doesn't win sometime soon, I don't know. Like the golf gods are just conflicted. Tommy freaking Fleetwood, like let him get, let him get a win. Let him be, let it be the masters. Like I, I just can't, it's remarkable that this guy hasn't won on the PGA tour. I know that he has won overseas. I know that he is a winner. He is a champion, but like, it's just crazy to me that he plays such good golf. He is always like in contention in the big turn in majors and big tournaments. It's just so bizarre that he's kind of like Tony fee. Now it's like, he's always in your mind and you're like, Oh yeah, he's going to do really well but then like never wins. So I would love to see Tommy Fleetwood get a win and let it be the green jacket. Yeah, he's not getting a lot of talk this week, which is pretty bizarre considering his major championship resume, but there are just a ton of great selections this week. Sergio Garcia included. I am with you there. This guy is absolutely striping it with his irons. And if he can just be field average with his putter, he's going to win. Like he'll win another green jacket if he does that because he's just been so good off the tee, so good with his irons, and we'll see what happens there. One quick note, Mr. Fountain of Youth, Lee Westwood, two runners-ups, I guess runners-up, last month, and so we'll see if he can carry that momentum here at the Masters where he has played well so many times. So a lot of good options this week. We'll see what happens. We're going to get to our outright picks, but first a shout out to one of our new sponsors, Canon. Have you guys ever just like lost your sunglasses at random events and it's just so annoying because you have to go back and buy another cheap pair? I lost my Nike ones at the Kids' Choice Awards one time. You know, just a minor brag there that I was at the Kids' Choice Awards once, but it's your time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code KNONCAST 
15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, clearly better. All right, the picks tally. Bridget, you had Scotty Scheffler. He finished tied for 51st last week. I had Mr. Chris Kirk. He finished tied for sixth. So I cut into your lead a little bit, but your lead is still $1.9 million. (laughs) Big purse this week, though. If somebody gets an outright correct, oh boy, look out. So I'll toss it over to you. I love your pick and let everybody know what it is. Okay, so I picked this guy to win the players. He missed the cut. So I'm. this is kind of like my redemption pick. We're going with Patrick Cantlay this week. I think that he's played in his previous trips to Augusta so well. He's such a ball striker. His irons are great. I mean, he's so solid, good with the putter, superb touch around the greens. Other than that, the missed cut at the players, I, he's just, he's done really well in the past. I don't know what happened at the players. Maybe I put the bad juju on him. His last two um, starts here at Augusta, he finished T 17th and T 9th. So like we're trending like 17 minus eight is nine, nine minus eight is one. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Maybe it means a win. I don't know. Patrick Cantlay, please don't miss another cut when I pick you. Otherwise I'm never going to pick you again, just for like your well-being because I don't want to see you missing cuts on my behalf his game is the elite right now in terms of his irons and outside of the players yeah he has been fantastic really consistent really good course history at the Masters as well he would be my second pick but my number one guy is John Rom t7 at the most recent Masters he's feeling those baby vibes right now after the birth of his son He's got an elite tee to green game, has the driving distance you want. He's fifth in strokes game total at Augusta within the last 24 rounds. He's going to win his first major at some point. Why not this week? He's the betting favorite, at least co-favorite with Dustin Johnson among many sports books out there. I'm going John Rahm this week. It's like fear the injured, fear the new father. So here's the only thing. It's like, is he going to be motivated to play well? Or is he going to be distracted with like a new kid? Like, will he have to tend to his phone? Of course, he can't do that on the course. But you know what I mean? Like, it could be in his headspace a little bit. Yeah, it, it's so close. The kid has a really cool birthday, 4321. Yeah. So, I mean, the kid, Keppa, um, Keppa Cahill-Rom. Uh, he, he's a very new baby, very, very new baby. So I don't know. I'm not a parent. I'm not sure. I would say that maybe getting to experience those first few nights with the, with the new babe, it's like, man, you get no sleep. This is like really a hard job. Maybe he's going to take this like respite at Augusta. Like what a place to like do a little a post-birth baby moon by yourself. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it is going to set up well for him because he's going to get nice full, full night's rest. You know, it's, 
it might um it might make him look at sort of like the opportunity to play golf in a different light i think having a kid really puts everything into perspective so I like picking him. I err towards more. He's going to do really well. Um, he did really well at match play and the baby was on the way. So if it didn't get in his headspace prior birth, yeah. yeah, I think like everything, the baby is healthy. His wife is doing great. I think now he can kind of relax. So I like this pick a lot, but you picked him. So. I think we'll both do well this week. It should be a fun week of golf. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy it. The Masters begins on Thursday, goes through Sunday. We'll have a recap for it next week right here on the Tiger Woods Show. She is Bridget Whalen. I am Cam Rogers. Enjoy Augusta. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun at the Masters. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.